0: It's 822. It's Friday and that means it's time for us to check in with Hancock and Kelly. Good morning Michael Kelly.
1: Hey guys how are you?
0: Good. Hello John Hancock. Good morning. You're both wearing your little zip up pullover sweaters today.
2: Yeah we are. Color coordinated again. I I know in
0: different shades of blue. You guys are so cute.
2: If you have to pick between red and blue (laughs) we've proven that today blue is definitely the color. I meant to to tell
1: you I've got to take Gus out after the show today. so we'll be a little delayed. Okay. I'm going to help take out Gus this afternoon.
0: All right. We're going
1: to play a little
2: snooker before we come back to the uh, Dave Glover show. Yeah.
0: Snooker and a dog walk.
2: Yeah. Hey, whatever it takes,
1: brother.
0: Did you hear about the international, like, cheating scandal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, about all
1: yeah. the Chinese players. they're like uh, five of them got suspended.
0: For sn- cheating and snooker? Yes.
1: Throwing matches. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah, let me just tell you, Hancock ain't throwing no
2: matches for me. I can (laughs) tell you that. (laughs) We're playing for uh, the who has to pay the tab. So this guy, he's like, you know, putting all of his energy in it every time.
0: Well, speaking of paying the tab, let's talk about the debt limit and what's going on. Is this a legitimate conversation or political showmanship, Michael Kelly?
2: Uh, It's political showmanship in the sense that this is money we've already spent. Uh, If we're going to have a conversation about spending, it's interesting the Republicans want to have it now. They did not ever have that conversation when Donald Trump was president. Um, And what's sad here is that this is a big, giant play we're going to go through. Uh, We're going to go to the brink. They're probably going to cause some peril and troubles in the economy. And and then ultimately, they're going to get it resolved. It doesn't have to be like this. And it seems to me it's just a political game.
1: Well, it, it looked at it another way. It's an opportunity. And some years ago when Barack Obama was president, we had – and the Republicans had the Congress. When you guys care about spending. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and we were at a debt ceiling situation then, and the Republicans negotiated the sequester, which was a, you know a mandated lock on spending, cap on spending. And it worked. It brought the deficit down. So there's an opportunity here. Uh, you know, with the crisis looming, to, to negotiate something that will be good for the country. And I hope that's what happens. But is it
2: helpful to take the country to the point of a gun to the head like this to do this? And, sure. you know, John, here's the problem why most of us on my side of the aisle just shake our head. You're exactly right. They did do this during the Obama administration. Yeah. And now that you have control, you're going to do it during the Biden administration. Yeah. Where was this thought process when Donald Trump was president? Well, we and he, he was spending as much more or, or more than Barack Obama and Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, the, Trump's spending was abysmal, and and Republicans went along with it by and large. So I, you got no argument from me there. But we didn't have the Congress for the the last two years of the Trump administration, and you know here at least there is an opportunity because we have spent way too much money, both parties, and this is an opportunity to rein that in.
0: One of the things that a lot of analysts have been talking about is, yes, this is a political process and it may be taken to the brink, but the markets and investors might not be so patient with it if it drags on for too long. And that really could cause some economic harm to the country. Um, You know, so who's going to answer for that?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we'll, we'll find out. And generally, the investment community loves divided government. You know, that, that's that been their preference that, you know, the parties, nothing happens. Uh, this obviously is a trigger that's going to go off. And uh, but, you know, they, they're going to have to Congress is going to have to resolve this before there's a default.
2: Yeah. And the great question, um, Megan. And the reality is a lot of the investment community is now throwing its money into bonds and et cetera. Yeah. The last time the Republicans took us to the brink, was brink during the sequester battle was the first time ever that the American credit had been downgraded one notch, um, and it had repercussions. Hopefully, we don't have to go there again, especially when so many of our 401ks are now being poured into bonds. Uh, the Republicans are going to be hurting those of us who, who need to, the least uh, of that to happen to. I didn't know how to fix and finish that.
1: No, you did fine. <laughs> was it all right? Yeah, it made that some was sense. Okay.
0: Hey, one thing that Republicans care a lot about now that they may not have cared about before is documents, Yeah, classified documents. They they are eager to get to the bottom of the Biden documents, John, but I didn't hear a whole lot of interest in getting to the bottom of the Trump documents.
1: Yeah, that's a shame because uh, both are significant and uh, both are serious. And, uh, you know, what I want to know is how can classified documents walk out of the white house. I don't care with Donald Trump or Joe Biden who is the vice president. And you know this is very disturbing. Very disturbing and uh, I've got some I've got some thoughts on this I'm going to share uh, the uh, at the what 8:40 this All morning. right.
2: I'm locked up with John on this. Uh, I don't understand how uh, classified documents are leaving government facilities. Um, I don't see a difference between what Joe Biden or Donald Trump did. The only difference I see is Donald Trump defied a subpoena, uh, which is obstruction of justice. That's an extra thing. But in terms of having classified documents in their personal possession when they're not supposed to, they both deserve a special counsel. They both deserve the sunlight that they're going to get. Unfortunately, I think this effort uh, or this latest revelation by Joe Biden is probably going to let Donald Trump off the hook.
0: One other thing that uh, people are kicking around, Michael, is... Joe Biden says he's going to announce for 2024, and many Democrats say, well, they'll support him if he runs, and yet, what are you thinking?
2: Well, I've, I've been consistent for a year now. I don't think Joe Biden will run for re-election. I think the man is, is aging and uh, and has done an incredible job as president. I don't know that he should be running for re-elect. Hey, I ran his campaign here in Missouri. I am 100% behind him. If he winds up being our nominee, Great job. I'm going to continue to stay there. Um, and uh, with Joe Biden, but uh, I truly believe that we've started to see a seed change in the party in terms of leadership, and I think it will likely come to the White House. I don't think he'll run for re-elect.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't either, and I think the powers that be do not want him to run for re-election. There's a theory in Washington that the, this whole document-find thing is engineered at least in part by some Democrat operatives who don't want Joe Biden running for president again. And I, I'm with Michael. I don't think he's going to run. But And if he doesn't run, he needs to make that announcement soon because it's going to take time to pull it together.
2: Yeah, and we'll have a free-for-all for folks running for president on both sides of the aisle. When was the last time that happened when Barack Obama was? Um, yep, 2008. 2008. That's a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of energy. they got to get started.